Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that, that point up because... Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. It's, it's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honors English class once, and they called my parents and were like, hey... Just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass, and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Hello, Green Bay Packer fans. Welcome into another edition of Lombardi's Bar. I'm your bartender, Dan Connick. Thank you so much for joining us again today. If you have not done so already, you're watching us on YouTube or anything, go ahead and take a second right now to go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever it is from, from where I'm pointing, one of these corners. Go ahead and subscribe to the Game On Wisconsin YouTube channel so you get notified every time that we go live. Oh, we got a great show today. We got training camp stuff to talk about. We've got uh, special guests coming on to talk about uh, the offseason training of one uh, of the Packer wide receivers that hopefully is going to be turned into a, a huge contributor this season. But before we get to any and all of that, before I even bring in my two co-hosts, it's been brought to my attention that last week's show ruffled a few feathers. I said some comments. I made some made some points about a certain kicker named Mason Crosby. And, and floating the idea that maybe, just maybe, his time has run out in Green Bay. I want to take the second to formally apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Because it's time, everybody. It's absolutely time. I am on the train now. You've, you've pushed me beyond the edge. I am so far gone. I am on the fire Mason Crosby bandwagon. It's, it's on now. You've done it. You, you hell have done it. We're going to bring in Todd and Jimmy now to talk about this. You guys pushed me. You pushed me. Your wife is packing her bags as as Mason Crosby, guys. We didn't push you. Your wife was the one that was upset uh, along with producer. It was a lot of wives. There were multiple wives. Along with producer Nick's wives. Uh, So let's just remember, they're the ones that you are currently attacking. Um. And I mean, that's, it's a lot of house to remodel by yourself, Dan. Yeah. Most of it's done. Most of it's done now. At this point. <laughs> She's definitely kicking you out then and just reaping the rewards. Yeah. But we can talk about Mason Crosby <laughs> later on. Yeah. Um, like I said, in the, uh, in the open there, we do have a special guest joining us today. Our very first special guest of the new Lombardi's bar season uh, this guy is a fantastic wide receivers coach, uh, great football knowledge, and got a chance to work with uh, the Packers' very own Amari Rogers over the offseason. It is uh, our new friend to the show, TJ Brown. TJ, how are you doing today, today sir? sir? How's it going? How's it going? Oh, we can't oh, hear you right now. We're getting, We're getting feedback. feedback. We can we hear can us. us. <laughs> but we can't hear you. you. <laughs> Hello. Hey, there we go. There we go. TJ, how's it going, man? Everything going good. Awesome. It's a hot one in uh, Atlanta today, or Georgia. 
Man, it's been hot all summer. Really been hot the past <laughs> few months for real, man. 90 degrees. Yeah, I don't go outside. I've turned into a hermit. Yeah, typical, typical Atlanta summer weather. South, <laughs> south weather in the south. Uh so before we jump uh, into some of the questions specifically for Amari Rogers, we know you're not just um, you don't just coach Amari Rogers. Uh, you also work with other high school, college, NFL athletes. So who are some of the people that you all work with? Um, as far as college guys, I've worked with Justin Ross, Amari Rogers. Um, I'm just gonna name some people. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Hell yeah, name drop it. Yeah. <laughs> I trained C.D. Lamb. I trained Frank Darby for the Falcons this summer. Uh, I trained a lot of people, man. It's just hard yeah. to, you know what I'm saying, point out. <laughs> I trained so many people. Jermaine Burton down at uh, Alabama right now. Trayshawn Holden from Alabama. I've been training him also uh, these past couple months. Awesome. Uh, couple big-name guys that you're going to hear about this year as well. So can we just – we're all on the same page that Calvin Ridley's suspension is nonsense, right? Yeah, man, that's some. <laughs> you can swear that's bullshit. You can, you can, yeah, you can say it's bullshit. It's crazy. At least not the whole. You know what I'm saying? The whole season. right. Be a couple games. You know what I'm saying? But the whole season, that's 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 a little that's a little different. Yeah, that's wild, man. I still I still can't believe it, but the NFL will be the NFL. Um, our first question about Amari. So going into this offseason, uh, just like many rookies that have gone to Green Bay, it's a little bit harder to get your to get all the reps that you want, especially during the game. It's just kind of how it's always been with them. They have a lot of veterans, especially with Devontae there last year. Right, right. But what was the what was the biggest focus point this offseason to get him ready to go into 2022? I mean, Amari's biggest focus point this season, like offseason, I was kind of proud of him because we kind of came up with a schedule and he stuck to it. So his uh, plan this offseason was like to just get better at his releases, um, get more better at the top of his route, um, working things at the top of his route that work within their offense and really just running routes for real. So he learned a lot from Devontae Adams last year. And a lot of it was just, he would just tell him just run routes, you know what I'm saying? So we were just running different routes and trying to figure out different ways how we could, you know what I'm saying, make the same route look different. and. He just wanted to get better on his speed and flexibility and things. So, you know, he did a lot this this uh this offseason. Just he worked with a speed coach, uh Dwight Phillips, ex uh gold medalist from the uh, uh, USA, uh three days a week, and then we'll go to the field two, three days a week. And you know, he had a strict schedule. He worked with uh my folks over at Adapt, just working in the weight room, working on like, getting explosive, working all those little movements just to help him out at the position that he's playing this year, just to stay healthy. Awesome. It, it kind of, uh, you kind of like segued into the next question pretty well, because I'm, I'm always interested, you know, when, when players work with uh, coaches outside of like the team, you know, right. What, what is the, like, how do you guys come up with the training program? How much is, how much of the input on the training program comes from, like what Amari wants or what he's focusing on or what he thinks works well and how much of it is, you know, like what you're bringing to the table, like how much, how much of a meld is that? So a lot of it comes from, you know, just us doing what we do is like top shelf, me and my brother, uh, Stefan Brown, we do it together. Um, just, it really just comes from what we've been promoting just as far as like releases, top of the route. We work a lot of our biggest thing 
is drills that translate. So we always want to work different things that translate to the game, not just running drills for no reason. So just really just different route. I mean, different routes coming up with different releases, you know, um, and then just making sure what we work in is that it falls in place with with their offense, rather, as far as steps at the top of the route, how many steps it is to the route, like different things like that. Can I go ahead? Go off one of the things that you said with uh, doing drills that translate. Mm-hmm. What are, what are drills that you see on like I don't know Instagram or other social media that you look at and just think that is a giant waste of time? <laughs> I mean, most of the things that you see, just people just running around doing different things that you never see in a game, you know. So I just try to make all the things we do, the different movements make sure they make sense for what we're trying to teach. So everything we teach, even though like, so now everything now is everybody posts videos, everybody's a trainer now, you know what I'm saying? The videos look cool, but you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you got to be able to explain what you're doing and why you're doing it. So everything we do, it's like, if you ever came to a session, you'll see, we'll we'll do some two, three times before we run the real thing. So I break the route, route all the way down from the release, all the way to the top of the route, driving out everything so just really making sure it make it makes sense with, with what you're trying to do because it is a lot of stuff out here that you know is fascinating but at the end of the day you got to make sure you at the end of the day quarterback only got three to four seconds four seconds at the best best line in the league so quarterback only got two to three seconds to throw the ball so you got to be able to get open either at the line or at the top of your route you got to win either one of them places you ain't got too much time to spend too much time yeah Obviously, I don't think uh, his rookie season went the way he was kind of hoping it would. What were some of the biggest areas of growth you saw from him in the offseason physically and mentally? I mean, I you know, having that that rookie year, I feel like his mental state, you know, couldn't have been in in the best spot coming into an offseason workout, you know, being hungry, obviously. But how did you just see that growth from him uh, I mean, in the offseason? This offseason, I really seen because I've been knowing Mark for like four, four, probably three, four, five years now. So just this season, just you know, I've been seeing him grow up for real. So this season, I really seen him like mature as a young man and mature as a as a vet in the league. Like not even just saying he's a vet, but like how he carries himself. He made sure that he made sure this offseason he took care of his body. Rather, it was doing yoga, swimming for recovery. And he really had a strict schedule and he stuck to it at the same time. He he, he just had a son. Uh, he just had a son this offseason. So having to deal with all that and still being able to be with his son and still being able to train and work everything within his schedule, like I, I commend him for that. Like he really was focused. So I feel like him having his son and him going through it last year, kind of, I guess you could say with Vontae being there, it kind of, got him to see things like a little different, you know, and what he needs to work on. At the same time, you got to think he's a coach's son. You know, his dad coaches in the league. So, you know, he, he carried himself like very professional this offseason, I can say that. So I think that was most important, um, him having a big season this year, like how he carried himself and how, how he made sure he handled his business on all aspects from working out to taking care of his body, making sure he's losing weight, but at the same time, he getting faster, getting faster and working on the things he needs to do to be successful this season. So awesome. as a as a Packer fan, I obviously love the Packers. We have a lot of great fans, but we also have some of the most annoying fans in the world, especially on Twitter. 
And I feel by your smirk, you also agree that our fans can suck sometimes. <laughs> how how does like how does a young guy come into the league, third round pick, and then there's no you can't completely tune out all the the noise that comes from Twitter. Like, how does that affect a young player like him, and how does he do his best to just kind of push that away? I mean, honestly, I don't really think Mario really pay attention to all that. For I think he at the end of the day he's more focused on himself and. He knows what he can do, so he's just waiting on, you know what I'm saying, his opportunity to <clears throat> prove to everybody what he can do. Like, at the end of the day, we talking about Amari Rogers came off a knee injury first game, over 100-plus yards. So, you know, I, I could say one thing. Um, I want to say it was about two weeks ago. We was working out. And he was like, damn. I was like, what's up, bro? You, you heard something or something? He was like, nah. He was like, bro. It's the fastest I ever felt in my life. Like, I feel good right now. So, I know he ain't in the best of shape right now. And he just, you know, he ready to show everybody what he can do. I don't think he really focused on what everybody else is saying. I think he really just focused on proving himself right more than anything. Yeah, I can relate to that. I'm probably – I'm feeling the fastest I've ever felt in my life at all right now. Uh, so It's the just, mustache. Yeah, just really enjoying that. Dude, yeah, but when you, when you start at zero – and you get to get to level one, yeah. That's a that's a big increase. Amari's yeah. going from ten to eleven. You you're at zero and moving to one. Yeah, I got a sub. I got a sub eight forty right now. Not a big deal. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but hey, man, I like to see it, man. Y'all got to set a race up between y'all two, man. I think that'd be good. Let oh, everybody. For sure. TJ, you don't know the firestorm that you just started there, buddy. You tell Amari anytime, anywhere, I will race him. I'm not even worried about well, it. Well, Todd, I think I think there's a schedule online of when and where Amari is going to be over the next couple of weeks. I think you're more than welcome to to go there and you know you run let Amari know that you think yeah yeah, yeah run outside the fence. <laughs> um, TJ, you you mentioned uh, about Amari being a coach's son. And we know that uh, his dad has a, a real connection with Randall Cobb, another one of those veterans that's on the Packers right now. Um, how much is that relationship between Amari and Cobb? How much has that translated over into this year? Did you see anything before this year? Because we know that you know there was a relationship before they even played together. D have you seen any kind of uh, rub off of that, or, or even more so, how much has his dad being a coach? like affected how he comes to training versus other players? I mean, it's crazy how life works. So when T was at UK, he recruited me and I was on a visit and Randall Carr was actually like my host at the time. And it's now crazy. Me and Mari talk about it all the time. It's like, dang, bro, your dad recruited me, kind of trained me a little big in high school. He was like, nah, I'm like, now nah, I'm training you. So it's kind of crazy. But I think him and Randall Cobb's like, relationship has always been since he was younger, you know, they always kind of had a relationship. So just for him to be there with Randall just as well, you know, I think he's learning a lot and just, you know, learning a lot about the offense and just learning a, a lot, just how to be a vet, how to carry yourself, learning, you know, the little things, the ins and outs, the getting open in the league. Cause at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So obviously you do a lot of work with receivers. One of the best receiver coaches there is, uh, but uh, when I was talking to your brother, he mentioned that you guys also do a lot to give back. You hold football camps um, and have a little uh, little charity thing going on, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had we actually did things a little different this year. So we had a TSP weekend. So Top Shelf Performance, that's our company, me, him, and my cousin, Steve McGill. 
Um, so we had a TSP weekend. Um, that Friday, we had a Friday Night Lights uh, with the pros. That was like my our high school camp, uh, receiver camp. We had all the NFL guys we trained, like Calvin Ridley, Nicole, uh, Quez Watkins, um, obviously Mari. We had a couple, a couple of them come out and help out that Friday with the high school kids. That Saturday, we had a Stop the Violence camp uh, for, for Coach Steph, you know, for the kids in the community and stuff. And then later on that evening, we had a book release for my cousin, Stevon. Um, he had a book. Um, he wrote a kid's book. So we did that in the afternoon, and it was a pretty good weekend. Awesome. awesome. If there's anywhere people want to – are you guys taking, like, donations to help with that? Yeah. those camps or anything? Where's the place for people to check that out and maybe support you guys? They can go to my Instagram at Top Shelf. It's right here at the bottom, uh, Top Shelf underscore TJ. They can click it, and it goes to the link. Link me account. Perfect. Todd will donate $1,000 today. Yep. Maybe. Well, I got to – the way my bank account's set up, uh, is it takes three days to move the – so we'll see. I'll try and get something. Yeah. Say uh, less. Say less. I'm going to hold you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the winner of Amari and I will donate. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess one last question here uh, on your on your way out. What are some uh, some predictions from you or, or what can the fans expect to see from Amari uh, in his second year here with the Packers? I mean, I think they should see a breakout explosive year. Um, I think he's healthy. He looks good. He feels good. He's confident. Um, I think they should expect a great year. I mean, me and him talked about it. I told him, I think, bro, it's going to be one of the best years you ever had just because I've seen him dedicate himself, you know what I'm saying, firsthand for any player or any human being that, that could understand that when you just lock in on something and just everything you're doing is dedicated to that. And at the same time, you have your relationship strong with God and you focus, you know, you just locked in and all that just makes sense. I feel like everything on floor is just the way you want it to. So I think they, I expect a great year for him. He's the fastest he ever felt. He looked good running his routes. He got a million releases he can use. He understands the offense. He understands the league a little more, you know, so. I think all this is just big for him. So. Awesome. Uh, actually, and one other that just came to my mind, uh, something that was discussed today by Coach Matt LaFleur, the Packers are in the hunt for a new jugs machine. Uh, what <laughs> Do you use a specific brand uh, that you could recommend to him uh, that, that maybe they should be looking into that Amari is used to working with in the offseason? I mean, we use a jugs machine. Um, that's about it. Jugs machine, monarch machine. We and my good old arm right here. <laughs> They'll hire you just. To I asked Mari. I was trying to get Mari to work with some quarterbacks one day, and he was like, "Man, he was like, shoot, I'm trying to focus on this, this, this." He was like, "You could be my, you my quarterback." <laughs> hey, I had a couple of throws. I say, "Hey, man, I ain't a ride, but I'm gonna get it there, man." <laughs> It's all we need. Yes. TJ Brown, thank you so much for joining us. We truly, truly appreciate it. It was no fantastic problem. insight into Amari and, and the offseason. Um, do you want to let the people know where they can follow any of your stuff, and, you know, figure out more about what you guys do or anything else that you want to plug? Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter handle is both right here, at TopShelf underscore TJ. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. You see everything we got going on. I'm on Twitter here and there. 
try not to be on it too much, but you know, I'm on Twitter almost, you know, every day just like everybody else, but more on Instagram. Um, got any kids want to work out in Atlanta, anywhere? Just let me know. If you Perfect. need three quarterbacks, we got you. You know, yeah, Amari yeah. can catch it from us. Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm more of the offensive line type. So if you need someone to pretend to be offensive line, I'll be there for you. I got we you. Show, we show, we show. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. We really appreciate it. Have a good one, man. All right, no problem. Y'all too. Thank right, you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again to TJ Brown for joining us. That tremendous insight. I honestly, the clip that does it for me, the, the sound bite, Jimmy is overwhelmed by the whole thing. Um, the whole, the, the, the line of, you know, that he just has like this realization in the off season that this is the fastest I've ever felt. I love that. I love I'm going to tell you it when, when you have that feeling uh, it's incredible. Like I, it was for me, it was about three <laughs> weeks ago too, where I just one day was out and I was like, man, I feel fast. Uh, I'm not by any means, <laughs> but I've, I felt like it. Um, but yeah, it, it's great to hear, you know, especially, like I mentioned, he, he had, you know, a, a non-ideal rookie year only right. had eight targets last season, uh, some issues on special teams. So to hear that, you know, he, he just went after it and is feeling physically that much better. Um, that that's incredible. Yeah. To have no idea what happened to Jimmy. Who Jimmy cares? completely, completely yeah. bailed on Let's us. Just... Do you want to just jump into, uh, to our, our buyer? What the fuck? I'm in my Aaron Rodgers outfit. We're, I'm the dude from that movie, Con Man. Con Man. <laughs> dude from that movie. You know. I'm Nick that Cage. Movie. I don't know his name. I would have but... I would have preferred I would have preferred you Nick Cage and Wicker Man, but that's all right. Um guys, let's uh, let's jump into buy a round. How about you wanna you wanna buy some rounds for people? Let's I mean, what else yeah. are we going to do besides sit here and watch Jimmy Butcher movie titles? He literally looks he looks like Mac from Always Sunny when Mac like dressed up and he's got like the duster on and everything. That's what that's it looks more like that than that's it does. also a compliment to me. So I don't even care. I I, I was take it as a compliment. Mac is Mac should be a bar for everybody, I guess. I'm wearing so, my wife's tank top backwards right now because it's the only white shirt we have. <laughs> in the house and i forgot to get a beater at the store today <laughs> you've literally been talking about this for three days i know and i forgot i even went i went on like a daddy daughter day with hadley and i said we're gonna stop at the store on the way home so i was gonna get milk and i was gonna get a beater and i i got milk well, you I got a pack of m&m glad to hear you got milk uh all the on-brand <laughs> off-topic listeners will be happy to hear that yeah. um this also, Dan, what Jimmy's doing right now is just backing you and I up anytime we talk about how frustrating it is to deal with Jimmy and his lack of responsibility. <laughs> he's he's spelling it out right now for everybody else. He I have never, been on top of my game. Uh, I don't know if I'd say on top of it, but it's been my better. My game's not that good. So. Yeah, it's still pretty bad. Uh, anyways, oh, yeah, buy around. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you start us up? Yeah, there? why don't you kick us off there, Nick? Yeah, in honor of uh, of our boy Aaron, obviously we're all supporting him today. I wanted to give a, a shout out or buy around for uh, psychedelics. Uh, clearly, he was indulging himself in some ayahuasca, some uh, some mushrooms, 
breaking down the ego as he said it, and that was right before he went on his back-to-back MVP run. Um, is it all because of psychedelics? Obviously. So um, <laughs> shout out to them. Aaron, you can play tripping balls on acid. If that's going to help you, please do it. Uh, Khalil Mack can look like a four-headed dragon running at you. I don't care as long as you're playing well. So uh, buying a round of, of psychedelics for everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Todd. Uh, I'm, I'm following Sue here. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I listened to quite a bit. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. I don't know how somebody's supposed to listen to like two and a half hours worth of, of an interview in one day, but, uh, it was, it was pretty insightful to listen to him kind of talk, not, not just about, you know, the, the benefits that he's felt from the psychedelics, but to kind of put, um, you know, bring a little bit more attention to, how, how the psychedelics and, and homeopathic, uh, you know, medicines that are out there, plant medicines can, are starting to come to the forefront and really starting to help people and become more, uh, socially and medically acceptable. Uh, it was, it was great to hear that. Um, I think Aaron struggles with the balance between, uh, you know, the, the East and the West, uh, medicines there, but, uh, as somebody might, you know, myself, who's, who's used plant medicines in the past. Um, it, it's an incredible experience. Uh, not, not typically in the moment, uh, but it's, it's great. It's got wonderful benefits. There's, there's all kinds of them out there. So do some research if you're interested, uh, definitely jump in. So great to, to see him kind of using his platform to, to expand the mind a little bit, if you will. Okay. Dan, Dan, Um, go the other way with it. Yeah. Rain on everyone's parade, Dan. I'm going to bring, look, I have nothing, I have nothing to say about the podcast, like the content in the podcast, because I didn't listen to it. I didn't, I didn't, and didn't listen to it because he hates Aaron Rodgers. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to read any recaps or anything. That's why I'm buying around for all the other podcast listeners, the people like you who went and spent the time to go listen to what he had to say so that I didn't have to sit there for two and a half hours and listen to whatever, whatever it all was. I, you know, you I, don't look, have to sit there. Like you can, you can do stuff while you listen to podcasts. I know I do. I do stuff. I just, I don't want to have to sit and listen to that for two and a half hours. There's only so much of that. I, I need to take that in chunks. So I appreciate the people that did go and listen to, two and a half hours straight the real the real sycophants out there that listened straight through i uh, applaud you thank you it really was good though you should listen to it it was interesting obviously you're not gonna agree with a lot of it and probably tweet about it and stuff but um (laughs) it was it was it was interesting i don't know it's funny just someone at that high of a level just not being like the stereotypical cookie cutter athlete uh you just don't expect some of that stuff to come I, hold on, hold on, real quick. Uh, did Kelsey show up late because she's still referring to it as a household? Uh, I'm not sure if she got your bullshit. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen my text messages yet, so I don't know if she watch the start of the show my... tomorrow, Kelsey, or just right when we're done, restart it, and you will. <laughs> it won't be a household with him in it. Yeah, <laughs> a house divided. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, what you're saying about the cookie cutter thing. That I actually, I in a way, I do appreciate because 
God forbid we could have somebody like Russell Wilson, who is, uh, you know, just an absolute like that's right robot machine. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Cowboy or what? Broncos Nation, let's, let's ride. ride, let's ride. Um, we, I mean, we could have that, and so I do appreciate. I appreciate that he is authentic. I don't always agree with his authentic self, or think that he fully is uh, the open-minded thinker that he might think that he is, but I do at least appreciate that he is who he wants to be. He's not somebody open-minded if you don't listen to what he has to say. Well, because I've heard how he talks. Oh, about other okay. Things. So you're taking like so you're the second-hand information. No, I've heard how letting he other talks people about regurgitate. Other I've heard how you. he no, it, it's from him. It's from him. But okay. I'm uh, that's why I'm staying away from anything in that podcast because I didn't listen to it, so I don't have the I don't have the firsthand knowledge of it. So I'm just saying, thank you to everybody else that sat and listened to it. Let's go to pay the tab. Todd, who needs to pay the tab today? Uh, I'm gonna go with Eric Stokes. <laughs> I know there have been uh, reports that when he's not getting absolutely torched by Romeo Dobbs that he's playing very well. And people are just like, those must be the three plays from camp that people aren't tweeting out as they tweet out every other uh, thing that happens at camp. So uh, (laughs) it it just, it feels like every time Romeo Dobbs does something it's on Eric Stokes. So paying the tab for that guy year two, let's, let's keep it going. Keep progressing. Maybe stop getting burned. But I think two things, like one, that just shows how great Dobbs has been doing is like Eric Stokes was great, was had a great first year last year, and he's still struggling against him coming into this. And obviously he's still making plays, but it's kind of going to be it's probably boring for beat writers to put every other play. Eric Stokes, great job. They literally but, tweet out I, I don't every think it's single for them. They, yeah. But I feel like they I do mean, it for the players it, you don't expect. Like you don't hear it a lot about no, Jair. No, they no, they do it for every they. If somebody goes into the Porta John, they tweet about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I gotta start following some different accounts. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that I saw someone put on Twitter, and it drove me nuts. Uh, it was like a picture of Eric Stokes, and they commented. A Packer fan put, "Romeo Dobbs is your daddy," and I was like, "They're on the same fucking team, you idiots! Like, what are, <laughs> what are we doing here? They're getting each other better. How is that a comment you're gonna?" I don't know. Sometimes that's what I was talking about with TJ. Our fans, yeah, some people suck. can be great, and sometimes I'm just I trade them for I don't know anything just to get them. Into yeah, a but then fan I base. spend three minutes in Bears Twitter, and I'm like, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That if I have to see, if so I have to bad. see another thing about you know, guys, Equinemia St. Brown isn't as bad as a lot of people think. <laughs> if I have to see another one of those tweets, I love EQ, man, as much as the next Packer fan, but goddamn, guys, he's probably the number one wide receiver there almost. That's the problem. That's is bad it's, news. He's he's not bad compared to the 26-year-old rookie they have and, like, the two wide receivers arrested and then the practice squad players on the team. So <laughs> hey, like, speed gets better with age, man. Nothing wrong with a 26-year-old rookie. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. There it yeah. is. You're right, Todd. They are by far the worst. They suck. Uh Jimmy, who needs to pay the tab? Uh, this week, I am going to have, let me back up here. I'm going to win. Todd mentioned it earlier. The damn jugs machine. Because, first of all, how do you have a shitty jugs machine? You're an NFL team. 
Second of all, it caused everyone on Twitter to have us like just freaking out about, oh, we have a horrible punt return. And then it finds okay, out. I, I missed, I missed all of the jugs machine stuff today. So recap it for me. I missed it. So yesterday when they were doing punt return, oh, they're doing the drills. Pants, Jasmine, you the, prove. The, <laughs> the jug machine would not get the ball like to turn over. And so okay. it was really hard for the punt returners to catch it. They'd have, it was just, it wasn't working properly. So it was hard for them to return it. And then everyone on Twitter was saying how horrible our special team unit was because they were missed punts, muff punts, but it was really just the ball was coming off that weird, not as you would usually get it for a, for punt return. And then obviously everyone was going down the cut Amari Rogers. He's horrible. And we are, our special team sucks. And come to find out just a malfunction, you big dumb idiots. Well, you know, if the Packers had sold the naming rights to Lambeau Field, they would have had enough money to be good at special teams and would have won the Super Bowl last year. So maybe, maybe Mark, get off your ass and sell, sell the naming rights and buy a jug machine. There we go. Boom. Stack that paper. Yeah. Stack that head of cheese. <laughs> or, or use the money from the naming rights deal, put a roof over that thing, get some free agents. <laughs> mm. Another great idea. Another fantastic idea from the mind of Todd. Build a, um, build a White House too, so players have other options to go to, not just one. <laughs> so you can go to the White House every year, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Isn't there, isn't there a strip club in Green Bay called the Oval Office? I've, oh, that's the one. That's the one I mentioned. That's I, what, yeah. That's yeah, okay. I believe yeah. so. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't know no first knowledge. If that place doesn't look like the White House, what the frick are you doing? I'll, I love when you random sense like randomly censor. I'll do some I'll do some recon on this, Dan. Some a little please, research, please, uh, and see what I can come up with. Todd's you know what, Todd? If you need backup, you just let me know. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get a hold of Jacob and get the company credit card and <laughs> go check this out. And see what we're talking about. Lombardi's Bar, coming live from Oval Office. <laughs> Oval Office. <laughs> now welcome to stage time. <laughs> he has to do the whole show while slowly stripping off his clothes. I think I think just put Todd up on the stage and have people just walking, like trying to do their jobs around Todd on a table. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, my pay the tab is for punishment around the entire NFL. Obviously, Deshaun Watson. I think think that's a consensus. I think today, though, just recently came out that the NFL is appealing the ruling, so we'll see what happens there. But the other one, I mean, the other one that was kind of the more more of a surprise was the Dolphins getting docked what, like, uh, was it one first-round pick or multiple picks? The One first the, and one third. One, one first, one third. The the GM isn't allowed to be, you know, be a part of the, the team for like the first six weeks or something. And what happened to the guys they tampered with? Like they were guys under contract that they tampered with, but those guys tampered back. Like it's a, it's a two-way street. So, and it was Tom Brady, of course. So, but he didn't do anything wrong. Never, no. never. It was only no. the Dolphins. No, it was only one way. So. Punishment overall, let's get better at it. That's my pay the tab. What a great one. Yeah. I love the background top. It was so hard <laughs> for me to focus on Dan. 
Also, right. Andy, I'm not Joe Dirt. I'm Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Step it up. Yeah, the hair is too dark to be Joe Dirt. Thank you. Yeah, Joe Dirt, more dirty blonde. Todd, we can't hear what you're saying. Yep. There we go. Turn the mic back on. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go champ. Producer Nick has confirmed uh, in the chat. Big time strip club guy. Uh, every, every time I've talked to him, he's like, "Yo, let's go to the titty bar." I'm like, "Bro, yeah, it's ten o'clock in the morning." Every time relax. you, every time you try to call him, he, you know, yeah. there's like, there's, there's bass music playing in the background, and he's like, "What? I'm busy." Yeah. yeah, he just said to us before the show, he's like, "Hey, I might not be here next week. I might have a kid, also, but I'll be at." The but couch dancers are two for twenty. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh anyway he said the oval office looks nothing like the white house then shut it the fuck down shut it down <laughs> what are you doing you don't name a strip club the oval office and then have it look like a shut down kfc you don't do that you have to go balls to the wall literally and figuratively on that <laughs> i wish they just had every stripper come out with different like president masks <laughs> So like it's, it's a normal strip, but they just have a. No, Donald I'm not Trump here to king mask. shame Jimmy, but that sounds <laughs> fucked up. And I'm not <laughs> as Todd pulls out like a Ronald Reagan mask he has in his house. Like... <laughs> All right, in guys. News. In Packer news, let's talk about uh, camp from the last week. What what's what stood out to you? I, the the jugs machine thing. Obviously, special teams is kind of something that people are are focusing a lot of. But from my perspective, what I've seen on the through the whole you know thread of everybody tweeting every little thing that happens at at training camp. This defense is filled with dogs, and this defense is going to be good. And that's that's the first takeaway I've had from this whole week of training camp is this defense is going to be freaking amazing. I. I, we have really good starters and I'm just so nervous for once we have our first injury because it's going to happen and someone has to go in there and it's just going to be such a drop off. Ty Summers. He's phenomenal. You want to start this again? He's going to start this again. He's so good. I have to wait. I, so I was doing my prep for the show today and I was, I was using you my prep phone for this. Yeah. Like when did writing, we start? Writing on the Google doc is my prep. I was using my phone and I was in the, I was in, I was about ready to type my pay the tab and in the pay, I was in the pay the tab section and my phone immediately, I hadn't even started typing anything yet. The first thing it suggested I type was Chris. So I clicked it and then the next word was Barnes. My phone auto replay, auto corrects nothing in the pay the tab (laughs) to Chris Chris Barnes. Oh my gosh. I uh I think our defense I do think our defense is going to be good. I just I don't know. We need I th- we need either an, another edge rusher. Even though reports have come out that uh Tipo whatever his name is and uh Hamilton, Ladarius Hamilton have been doing pretty well coming in and getting some pressures, but someone tweeted and I actually agree. I don't know how much of that is they've stepped up really well or we our offensive line uh our makeshift offensive line is uh, yeah. not holding up very well. So we'll see. Uh, I think kind of going into my big thing is just the offensive line's a huge worry for me of obviously when does Bakhtiari come back? When does Elton, Elton Jenkins come back? Is 
Um, Zach Tom going to have to start at left tackle or right tackle, depending on where they put Yash or Yosh. Um, I don't know. That's my big thing. Once they get that solidified, which I don't know why it's such a worry because every year we do this, like it's always musical chairs on the offensive line and they always somehow pull it out of their ass and make it work. Uh, but I think it's just this year we have way more moving, way more. We have more moving pieces than uh, usual. Nailed it. Thanks. Yeah, you had a chance. <laughs> this wig's really cutting off circulation to my brain right now. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I mean, um, Jimmy. Sorry, Doug. Go ahead. No, you got it. Okay. Um, you mentioned like on the defense injuries and the depth. Is there really a position though on this team overall where you could say like we could afford to lose a starter here and be okay? Because I feel like the depth situation overall really is a little tenuous at best. Yeah. Because usually you would say the offensive line, but that's when you have Bach and when you have Elton healthy yeah. and those guys are starting now are your, are your bench. But now it's – I don't know. I don't know. It worries me. That's is a good point. The, the position that we could, you know, like afford an injury the, the most? I mean – Besides running back. Like if Jones goes down, we slap Dylan. If Dylan goes down, we slap Jones. Yeah, but there's what behind him? Uh, you know, yeah, Tyler Goodson, Kylan Hill, <laughs> Patrick right. Taylor, who's on the pup or uh, the injury list again. Yeah, and and that's just it is it's kind of across the board. I mean, wide receiver, they're that they're doing well right now with you know right. without Christian Watson in there. Uh, Sammy Watkins doing whatever Sammy Watkins can do before he gets hurt again. Um, I mean there there's a lot of bodies there at least. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's definitely a depth issue. Hopefully some of these younger guys can progress uh, a little bit quicker than, than needed. The one thing that worries me with Tipa is he is so undersized for an edge rusher. And you could see it last year when he would have to play for longer stretchers or when he would get in at the end of a game, kind of mopping up some garbage time. Um, he would just get pushed around. Uh, a lot you know he he's got the speed he can get the edge on guys but if somebody gets their hands on him he's kind of done so hopefully he's been able to to get a little bit of size put on him this year a little bit stronger and be able to hold that edge more yeah um in the chat talking about jordan love you kind of mentioned it jordan love in his third year seems like taking a little bit of a step i all the reports everyone's saying that this is the most comfortable we've seen Jordan Love look. Are you guys in the Are you guys in the camp of? I would freaking hope so. In his th- in his third year, he's starting to look at that. Or are you in the camp of? This is what we were expecting, and and this is just we're finally seeing like the rise of Jordan Love. Are you happy? Or are you more like, I guess, angry about it? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is what you could expect at this point. Like. It's not like he's getting game reps. He's right. he's getting the, his rookie year. There weren't really preseason games for him to to be a part of. This year uh, or last year, he missed time in the preseason. So like it's it's not like he's had a lot of game experience. And that's where you're gonna get the most development is actually in game stuff. Practice obviously you're gonna grow. Off season stuff you can grow a little bit, but it's kind of trial by fire too. Like Rogers, his first year, the team struggled, but that's where he was developing and getting those skills up. And every year that's gonna keep rising. So. Uh, I love where it's at, and it was uh, 
it was great too because his best day of practice came the day after where they said was probably his worst, where he had that uh, a missed throw in the two minute drill and then just a bad decision to uh, throw it in the middle of the field when there's only like time was running down and he threw an interception and double coverage or something, just dumb stuff. And then the next practice he comes back and even LaFleur said that's the best practice he ever had. So it uh, just kind of shows that mental development of being able to brush off the shitty times and uh, continue the progress. Yeah. Any other, any other points or anything you guys want to touch on about uh, what we've seen so far in the first full week of training camp? I'm, I'm excited to have coach speak back um, just around the league <laughs> when coaches talk without saying yeah. anything. It just, I love it. It's so fantastic. Did you guys hear the speech from Jamal Williams that he gave? About being that, a nerd when he was a kid? No, no. Like a, it was like a, a pump up speech. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, I think the Lions. I think the Lions released it as part of like, um, like part of their like a, like uh, ad for Hard Knocks, which I think starts this week or next week. Next week, um, the ninth. But yeah, dude, I heard it on. I heard it. They played it on the on sports radio here, and I was about ready to run through a wall. Jamal got me jacked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I'm with you, Ty. Like I love everyone. Everyone at this point, the coaches, the players are just so high on their own shit and it's and great. they are, and like it's it's really cool to watch it's just really fun to watch guys be that jacked about themselves <laughs> i was listening to uh aj hawk on the, the mcafee show and he was saying it's kind of like you were saying this time of the year all the players are like you know what i'm turning around i'm taking it serious now doesn't matter if i was late every day last year or i miss all my assignments like this new year, is year new i'm me. turning it around yeah new year new me and he's like, uh, he was like, it lasts like a week, and then it's back to the same old shit. It's just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like you said, this is the time everyone's pumped up. Todd said coaches are back on the mic, abs- saying absolutely nothing. It's uh, football's back, but it's now. It's kind of, I feel like the next few weeks, especially when preseason gamer games are coming, it's going to be the time where we're just being teased of like, it's almost here. It's just not fully here yet. Well, Hall of Fame game tomorrow, right? Sure. Official cool. kickoff to the season. Everybody ready for it? Let's yeah. watch the Jaguars. <laughs> nothing, nothing says Thursday night football like Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they should just play all their game, like every, like kind of like the Mac did. Like, like, you know what? You know how say. we're going to get people to watch our games? We're going to be the only people we're playing be that only night. game. That night. Like exactly. Jacksonville, you want to get people to watch your games? Play on Wednesdays. That's <laughs> that's what I've been. I I'm once. Once I got a taste of like Tuesday and Wednesday night football in the middle of COVID, oh, that was I could, there was no so coming good. back from that. Yep, yeah. I need it on every day of the week now. Yeah, all right. I kind of uh, miss COVID for that, just not having anything for a couple that, months and just you know, one thing that that was point. brought up on uh, the Rogers interview today was when they were talking about like he mentioned the first couple of weeks of of lockdown when like. Out in Malibu, like the sky got clearer and like it, everything just kind of slowed down. I remember being in Phoenix those those first couple of weeks, and it like there were just more people like walking around outside. Everybody was all of a sudden carrying like mixed drinks everywhere they went. Like no one gave a shit about that anymore. And, but it was just like it, while it was kind of a scary and unknown of what was going to happen. Like everybody just had this like different, like optimistic vibe. Like everything seemed a little bit more friendly. It quickly got very dark, 
Um, <laughs> but but like that, that first like week, week and a half yeah. of lockdown was was kind of wild. Sorry, producer. I just I was just about to say, producer Nick put into the chat. We're gonna need you to click on that, Nick, and tell us why Jizz is currently trending in the United States on Twitter. Todd did something. Here's while an Nick, ad for load boots. Well, Nick, I can't talk. Nick <laughs> signs up for a free trial of load boots. <laughs> Let's do some bar bets. Uh, I got a couple one for uh, for Amari Rogers. Uh, uh, hold on, Dan. You might. This might actually be for you. Uh, Nottingham Forest is that a soccer team? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they have. There's a striker, a Dutch striker named Jiz Hornkamp. Uh, that Nottingham Forest wants, or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Jizz in so, the forest, my man. Jizz in the forest. Another, another fucking soccer reference on this show. We're yeah, gonna get can- we're gonna get canceled. See, that's the thing. It's not even. It's Nottingham Forest doesn't even play in the Premier League. I don't. Sure Dan, stop yeah, it. We three. So that's where a guy. Okay. Uh, let's jump in. What's the first bar bet? Yep. Uh, Zamari Rogers catch a touchdown in a preseason game. Five Bakhtiaris. Yes, he does. Book it. Three Bakhtiaris. Yes. I'll go five. Yeah. I feel like every wide receiver is going to have to catch a touchdown pass at some point in the uh, preseason. Danny, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wide receivers out there. It'll be a lot of scoring. Jordan loves season. Okay. Uh, the only other one I had, this is for a, a preview for his season. I, I should have looked up how many receiving yards he had last year. I don't – there's no way he cracked 200. Like, there's no way he even got closer to 200, right? I don't know. I think he only had even, eight targets. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, this year, wide receiver, huge open question mark. Over under 250 yards receiving for Amari Rodgers. This year, Jimmy. Ooh, I feel like it's going to be close to that. Um, there. Yeah, great one. I'm I'm actually going to go under for the reason of they still have Cobb really utilizing that role. So, mm-hmm. God forbid if Cobb get hurt gets hurt, then I definitely would say over. But right now, everyone's healthy. I still think it's going to be a big development year for Amari. Um, I'm going to say under, but I think you will crack 200, just not 250. Uh, five Bakhtiaris. All right. Todd? Five Bakhtiaris over. Uh, I I think he's got that. That's that's one big game and then contributing throughout. So I, I think he's got that in him this year. Yeah, I think I think Todd, I think Todd nailed it. I think it it just takes it takes the Amari Rogers game to happen. You know, that that's it was, you know, everyone puts Amari Rogers on their bench in fantasy and he comes out and, you know, drops 110 and two touchdowns or something like that. So I will say, I'm not as confident, Todd. I'm going to go four box yards, but I will say yes. I think he hits 250. Um, Todd, you've added another uh, barbet to our, our list. Do you want to, do you want to? Yeah. Uh, over play? under Aaron Rodgers plays 2.5 quarters in the preseason. That's a good. I say, I say, um, I don't know. I questioned myself right as I said it. I'm going to say over because I I think he goes three quarters. I think he does one quarter, one game, 
and two another, and then that's it. I'm going to say he goes three. So I'm going to say five Bakhtiari's over. Uh, I'm going five Bakhtiari's under. I think it's – if he plays at all, it will be one quarter each game or literally maybe like two drives that's each game. That's three. That's three quarters then. Or sorry, no, like he's not going to play the last game. I was thinking he's just he's not okay, playing the last okay, game. There's okay. no chance of that. So maybe one quarter in the first one, one quarter in the second, or just one quarter in the second. I don't think there's a chance he goes over two and a half quarters. Yeah, I'm gonna go five Bakhtiari's under um a possession, maybe idiot. two in the first, Is... a quarter maybe in this. Like I, I don't think he's gonna play a full quarter. He'll play two or three drives in each game. In the first two games, I don't think he'll play in the third. Is there I, I don't know if I missed it. Who's the other quarterback on the roster right now? At Lane. Okay. Do you think you think we actually see a lot like I think we see a lot of Jordan Love? Okay. Three um, quarters of Jordan Love every game, put At Lane in for the last quarter. Yeah. Because okay. well, I mean they, they've got to do something to raise Jordan Love's stock so they can trade him. <laughs> <laughs> to who though? Who needs a quarterback right now? Not maybe He's, not right now. Somebody can get hurt. Somebody's gonna need somebody in the offseason. You never know. You pick up that fifth-year option. You're trading a guy that had a great preseason with uh, two years left on his deal. That's that's worth a third-round pick. That's fair. And Aaron Donald. There we go. Yes. I don't. I don't think the Rams have a third-round no. pick to give. Says, yeah. <laughs> they can give us Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. They'll give us Aaron Jordan, Donald in a 2030 third round pick. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. We'll pull the Patriots hey. thing and just be like, I want a 2023. The Browns, the Browns might be looking for a quarterback. Nah, I don't want him to get touched by Deshaun. No, they got Jacoby yeah. Brissett. Sure they do. Um, like I said, they're needing a quarterback. Uh, guys, um, where can the people find you? Anything you want to tell people about what wrap up the show? What do you got? What's going on? What's going on in your worlds? What's happening? The show fucking sucks. Uh, (laughs) This show. Dan prep for for this, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's the problem. Dan prep for it is ending is still. Let's wrap it up. Good point here by Jay. The Panthers Panthers are collecting first round quarterbacks. Um, He'll be part of the Frankenstein quarterback that they create. Yeah, we'll get like a, a third from them and they could have, yeah, those three first rounders. They have to get a fourth and each one plays a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you can follow me at the Todd V. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Lombardi's Bar as well as TikTok now. Uh, we have one of those. Ooh. Who is We're, running the TikTok? Uh, Jimmy and I. And you, okay. if you want to. And producer Nick. A lot of Nick. twerking. Maybe he wants to get in on it. So we, we've got a TikTok. Uh, Jimmy and I got a couple ideas talk. there that we haven't told Dan about yet because he'll tell us no. So give that a follow uh, at Lombardi's Bar. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C08. Uh, obviously, Lombardi's Bar every Wednesday. I'm on the Sunday episode of uh, Pack a Day and then also on Brand Off Topic every Monday. Uh, just make sure you follow Lombardi's Bar on Twitter. I think, you know, we'll probably have a giveaway at some point this year. So give us a follow, find the good stuff. We have some announcements coming out. We have some cool guests this year. So make sure you're following. Don't be a big dumb idiot. Yeah. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at DK all the way. Um, You can read my CheeseCon threat assessment report on uh, Game on Wisconsin every Tuesday. And that's all I got going on because I have a kid now. So uh, my two. 
I know you do, but you know. Hey, you're doing more than me, and I have zero, so. (laughs) (laughs) For producer Nick, for Jimmy, for Todd, I'm your bartender, Dan, saying so long, everybody. Cheers. And until next week, go Pack Go. Go Pack.